You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking to everything Buffalo Bills, another weekend edition of the show, and figured... You know, just have a little chat with you guys just to uh, to catch up, kind of becoming a weekly thing here. Just have some random thoughts. Figure, jump on the mic, talk with Bills fans, everybody here at buffalorumblings.com just for a bit to to let you know what's going on. Um, certainly been an interesting week, at least if you, uh, you follow the team online, if you're on Twitter, a lot of the conversation and banter back and forth there as it relates to Jordan Poyer, him... Uh, apparently looking for a contract extension, heading into the final year of his deal. It certainly has been interesting, right? Because when you're online, some people take some really hard stances on things um, with next to no details uh, coming about, right? I mean, I I went back and forth with uh, my buddy Greg Thompson from Cover One last night, you know, just saying like, hey, what, what makes this work, right? And People start jumping in, which I always appreciate banter back and forth. But but some people, you know, it's just like, well, you should just play your route the rest of your contract and deal with it. And it's just like, listen, man, let's not go there. Right. Let's just let's just have a conversation about what would make sense if Poyer was going to get some kind of a contract extension to stay in Buffalo. Is it going to be a contract extension? Maybe is it something where there's some additional incentives which are added into this season for him or a pay increase for 2022, you know, just to, to kind of buy a little bit of goodwill as the team figures things out. There's a lot going on that can go on with, with the team here, right? You talk about guys that are in the last year of their deals, not just Jordan Poyer. Of course, Tremaine Edmonds is playing on the, uh, the fifth year of his rookie contract. You've got Dawson Knox, who is in the final year of his rookie contract. And the same that can be said for Devin Singletary. Of course, uh, you look at someone like Ed Oliver having that fifth-year option picked up. So, you know, buying a little bit more time there. But, you know, the Bills are going to have some decisions to make soon enough. And are guys going to play out the final year of their contracts? Will they look to do something closer to training camp? Um, There are certainly still some contracts that can be reworked. Should the Bills want to free up cap space, um, you know, when you look at the 2023 side of things, most notably um, Josh Allen's contract, Tredavious White, Deion Dawkins are the ones that that really stand out. But it all remains to be seen. The, the thing is where I think people were getting uh, going a little bit further with this and reading into things. Right. Jordan Poyer's wife, Rachel Bush, had some comments online that you know, since had been deleted. So you wonder if those were just her thoughts, if she was just kind of, you know, speaking out in the moment. I don't even want to get into all of that. My point is when you look at the things that came out in the story from Armando Salguero, when you see that Poyer working with Drew Rosenhaus, I mean, Rosenhaus came out and said, 
were contacting the Buffalo Bills about a contract extension for Jordan Poyer. He would like to retire a Buffalo Bill. There's nothing wrong with that scenario, right? I don't love that it goes through the media type of thing, but we all know how this works. That's fine. Players want to get paid, and I understand that. Jordan Poyer coming off of an all-pro season. Drew Rosenhaus having a good relationship with the Buffalo Bills front office. And honestly, if that's his his quote, right, saying like we want to discuss a contract extension and he wants to retire a Buffalo Bill, I'm pretty cool with that. And that's not like a, oh, a player being greedy, a team being stingy, an agent being that. No, that's everybody doing what they should be doing in this type of a scenario. So I am certainly okay with that. Um you know, that scenario. And I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, what the Buffalo Bills end up doing. Um, you know, again, with all the moves that they have made, it doesn't look like they have a ton of salary cap move in the 2023 season. But, you know, who knows? The salary cap can go from like $218,000 to close to two hundred fifty, And, you know, then it's a little bit of a moot point. So it's something will remain to be seen. I'm curious to see how it plays out, as I'm sure you are too. But you know, right now, I'm not treating this as a big deal. I get it, right? The Stefan Diggs story was the big deal of just like cryptic tweets and this and that and speculation and wide receivers getting contracts. Oh, he signed his extension. Now we're on to Jordan Poyer. And if they figure out things with Jordan Poyer, I guarantee you people are immediately going to go to Tremaine Edmonds and the next one and the next one. So I just share that with all of you guys because uh, I, I don't think it's something to get too concerned about at this time. But uh, but maybe that's just me. Another piece I wanted to chat with you guys on real quick. And like I said, this is just one of those those shorter podcasts. You've got the thoughts in your head rather than wait until Tuesday. Seems like during the week, there's kind of more information out there, more news. Might as well jump on and just chat with you guys. Um, Last week, you remember, I talked about some trade up type of scenarios Then I kind of got thinking to myself. Is this the type of year with the Bills at pick 25? Do they potentially look to trade back maybe a little bit later in the first round or even into the early parts of the second round? Now, as I go with this, part of this is said too, right? When you're picking at 25, you don't really know what's going to be there. And, you know, a big wild card is how many quarterbacks will get taken before pick 25. I see some mock drafts where there are no quarterbacks going before pick 25, which seems a little crazy to me when I think of teams like, uh, you know, like the Steelers, when I see the Detroit Lions, when I see um, the Atlanta Falcons, the Seattle Seahawks, the Carolina Panthers, right? All teams that are in need of probably doing something of a more long-term basis as it relates to the quarterback position. Um but, you know, so so you see that like maybe three quarterbacks go before 25, maybe none. With this, though, right, when you think about pick 25, it's not that there's necessarily anyone. When I look at mock drafts or you go through the mock draft simulators, there's nobody that you see that like, oh, this is the guy I have my heart set on. Because somebody that you have your heart set on, for the most part, right, that you look at and think is that good, they're not falling to 25, right? They're not. Maybe an Andrew Booth Jr., Right. Trent McDuffie. Right. Kind of that quarterback, cornerback three or four. Um, you know, I mean, people talking about Kyle Hamilton slipping down boards. I do not see that. This guy is not getting out of like the top 10 in any way, shape or form. And I don't see the Bills trading up that far. You know, I mean, hey, granted, if the Bills had a chance to get him, that would be fantastic. I'm just not seeing it. So 
you know, I guess where I'm going with this is right. It's like, I just don't see that player at 25 that you think to yourself like, oh yes, this is the guy. And I'm not saying that the bills would, you know, would not trade down or trade up or do something. But as you go through with it, it's like, okay, you know, Jahan Dotson, I really like you as a player. That's, that's someone that I can look at. Kyler Gordon is a, you know, cornerback from Washington. Sure. Fills a need athletic, um, you know, yeah, sure. You know, you talk about one of the offensive linemen, but nothing that you're just saying like, oh, this is the guy I really hope that they get. And that's just ha what happens, right? When you're picking at the end of the first round. So as I kind of go through this, I think there's four different scenarios, at least that I look at, right? And you look at the trade value chart and I know things aren't going to be perfect there and it's not an exact science, but I think to myself, okay, what could happen for the bills here? Now, there's two scenarios that I look at, right? And they're kind of back to back. So I'll just kind of lump them in that would have the Bills trading out of the first round. Now, certainly I don't love this because you lose that fifth year option on a first round pick, kind of a, you know, that fifth year of a cost controlled contract um, that can be very doable for you. But in both of these scenarios, right, either with Seattle or with Chicago. So in the case of Chicago, do not have a first round pick based on moves that they've made for Justin Fields in the 2021 draft. You know, the Bears would package picks 39 and 71 to move up to 25. Or in this scenario with Seattle, picks 40 and 72 to move up to 25. Now, when you look at this, right, you think to yourself, okay, if you're not getting one of those top tier cornerbacks or you talk about some of the second tier wide receivers, you know, that can that can put yourself in a position to say, well, heck, at 40 or 39, I can get someone like a Tariq Wollin. I could get someone like a Kyler Gordon, um, you know, a guy that can be a cornerback, too, if that's the position that you're really looking at. Maybe you talk about some of the linebackers, Nicobe Dean potentially falling into the early second round is someone that could be there for the Bills. Or again, you talk about some of these wide receivers, maybe a Traylon Burks there at 39, right? So you look at some of these scenarios, and then when you talk about pick 72 or 71, the opportunity to get a starting caliber interior offensive lineman, Maybe a wide receiver if you go cornerback, right? You think someone like a, a Calvin Austin, who's certainly been a popular name amongst Bills fans in many circles that could come in. So, But when you look at this scenario, right, again, you, you move down about 14 or 15 spots and you would pick up a top 75 pick in this draft, which is someone that even if they're not an immediate starter for you, would certainly be a potential starter heading into year two. So those are two that I think about just a little bit. Then I've got two first round scenarios um, with each of these. One is with Green Bay. We know that Green Bay has extra draft capital based on the Devontae Adams trade. If they wanted to, you know, to make a move to get up a couple of spots, right, even if you're going from 28 to 25, um, you know, maybe they package pick 132, an additional fourth round pick there to move up those three spots. You know, again, for the Bills, I know there's not a ton of roster spots that are just open and available. But when you look at things, the guys that could be available at pick 132, uh, again, certainly there is quality available. You talk about that interior offensive line class, guys that are there. A player in the fourth round, right, you're getting someone that is a sure thing to make your roster. So when I look at that scenario, you think to yourself, OK, to move down three spots, 
not a big deal in that scenario either. You keep that first round flexibility, right? That first round fifth year option, I guess, that you get with that rookie contract. So Green Bay is one of those potential spots as well. The last one that I look at, and I think so much of this really ties into what the Detroit Lions do with the number two pick, but they also have the 32nd pick in the first round. And if the Lions were going to move up, maybe they don't go with a quarterback at number two. Certainly some rumors out there about a potential of Malik Willis going to them with pick two. Maybe they look to go with one of the more marquee names in this draft and wait to do something in getting that quarterback of the future. Waiting to pick 32 can get a little bit dicey for them, especially if there's teams that, you know, we talked about, um, we talked about those teams, right? Like in the early parts of the second round. So let's say Seattle doesn't get a quarterback with their first round pick. They want to move up to get someone to get ahead of Detroit. Um, maybe it's a scenario that the Atlanta Falcons look to do something similar, right? To move themselves up and put themselves in a position where they can make that type of a move as well. Or, you know, honestly, in this scenario, you can look at the Houston Texans and say maybe that's a team that wants to jump up to get back in the first round because maybe they're not sold on Davis Mills. So I go with this scenario because it's Detroit, because it's the 32nd pick that's still in the first round and gives that fifth year option. And when you look at the trade chart, that would really be them packaging pick 32 along with pick 97. Right. So a third round selection, a top 100 pick to move up those five spots. And if they don't go with a quarterback at two and they're looking to jump ahead of someone, maybe to get like a Desmond Ritter, right? Someone that's going to be available there. I think Kenny Pickett will be gone by this point, but you get where I'm going with this. To me, that's the best scenario, right? You get a top 100 pick, you drop back seven spots. You can still get someone that, you know, again, you might not have your your heart set on someone at 25. You might feel like it's a little bit of a reach based on your board. So it's just some thoughts there. And I thought it would be fun to share those with you guys. Again, those four scenarios, either trading back to 28 with Green Bay and getting pick 132, trading back to 32 with Detroit and adding pick 97, or with Seattle, maybe you go back to pick 40 and pick up pick 72, or with Chicago, pick 39 and add in pick 71 as well. So again, just kind of some random thoughts on the weekend for you guys. It's always fun to catch up and I appreciate you guys tuning in each and every time. If you haven't done so yet, hit that subscribe button. Not sure what you're waiting for and log on to buffalorumblings.com so you get all the great content that we've got here on the site for you. I'm going to get out of here for now. Thanks for checking in and as always, go Bills.